Hello, and welcome back to another Buffy podcast. I am Trevor. And I'm Kristen. And we are going to geek out about Buffy. Today's episode is season five, episode two, Real Me. Woohoo! funny it's such a it's such a nothing episode yeah nothing really happens that's true it's like it, it obviously in the grant so for anybody watching along or listening along and not watching along this is the episode where basically since we introduced dawn in the last episode this episode just kind of like gets you situated with dawn so yeah. it's it's very focused on dawn she's the main point of the whole thing and kind of just seeing the world we've experienced for four seasons through dawn's eyes and then you know the the villain of the quote-unquote villain of the episode <sighs> is harmony and her minions um but yeah it's it's very kind of uh, which I don't mind. I'm not saying that in a negative way. Like I hate this episode because nothing happens. No, not I, at all. I, I I kind of dig that the the domestic vibe yeah. of it. Like just you know the family dynamic and seeing, and then they're slowly introducing that every because you keep wait. Like I remember watching it. I kept waiting for one of the Scoobies or anybody yeah. to be like, what's going on? Like even Tara, to, who's like out of uh-huh. like new to the group, to come in and be like, well, who's Don? And so they're slowly. They did a really good job of slowly bringing people into the fold of like, mm-hmm. oh, no, she's just been here the whole time. And you're like, what the f-? And I remember watching like, <laughs> are, they would just totally gaslight you. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> um, and they also did what they did that I think is smart is they didn't because they, they'll do this for new new listeners. They'll do this throughout the season, throughout the series. They'll talk or at least until they kind of reveal who she is. Um, they'll talk about the events that we've experienced yeah. and how Don was involved in those. And they smartly didn't do that here. Right. Because I think if they did it here, people would be like, oh, well, something's clearly Obviously up. Obviously something's going like- on. I think my favorite one, it's not for a couple of episodes, but my favorite one is when Don just absolutely decimates Riley. She sure cries a lot less with you than she did with Angel. Angel made her cry a lot, huh? Everything with him was all... E, you know? Oh. You know, my boyfriend's a vampire crazy crazy. Every day was like the end of the world. She doesn't get all worked up like that over you. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, ha ha! Ah, got ya! (laughs) I also love to, like, in this episode, I I think I wrote one of my notes when Riley came in, and she's just giving him heavy side-eye, and I was like, Dawn hates Riley! Like, what is there to not like about Dawn? (laughs) Dawn gets it. Dawn Dawn super gets gets it. it. I also, like, I have some issues with Riley in this episode, because I was watching it, and he... It's he and Buffy laughing when they find out that like Harmony is the one. Oh yeah. And I'm like, you don't don't even even know know Harmony. Why are you laughing? Like you're inside this joke. It's so annoying. Oh, I have, I have, I have some thoughts about that. Yeah. um, When we get to that scene. Um. All right. So this. So we open on Giles and Buffy being like Luke and Yoda, and uh, (laughs) yes. I uh, <laughs> I love this. I actually true. So I love this for multiple reasons. I love when the show does slow motion. Yeah. Okay. And because uh, they did in season one, uh, I believe it was either Prophecy Girl. I think it was Prophecy Girl. It's like this shot. She like stands up, and then it's just a random fight with a vampire. She mm-hmm. stands up in slow motion, and her hair. They do it in um, 
the Invisible Girl one in season one where she's mm-hmm. like listening and the camera's going around her and you can see the her hair like floating in the wind. So I love when they do it. I love when they like accentuate with that. And then I love the cinematic nature of like Buffy truly diving into who she is as a slayer with Giles. That's the part that I like the most for sure. And especially yeah. that she's she's excelling at it. And Giles is clearly like pulling out the tricks that he didn't use with her before yes, because he realized she wasn't interested, yeah. that she wouldn't be receptive to it. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of stuff like that that I think is like really fascinating. And we don't get a ton of it. It's just implied that it keeps happening behind the scenes. Yeah. But I do like that we get a handful of scenes that like help move it along. Yeah, because she definitely like grows. And what I what I really love too is Dawn interrupting it because they set up this thing where I'm like, oh, what is this? Like, what's this new vibe we're going for? I'm really like we did yeah. four seasons of just like you're a slayer and you're kind of growing as a person and a slayer. But now we're like getting into this thing. And that's another example of what you and I talked about where the show purposefully annoys you with Dawn. Yeah. Like Dawn is who she is. She's she is exactly the way that that character should be. And there's a lot of mm-hmm. things that she does that I love and then there's obviously things she does that annoy me but they're supposed to annoy me. I'm like exactly. I'm with Buffy. Like I'm annoyed with Buffy when she dis- disrupts this scene that I'm really enjoying. Like yeah. that's the whole point. I think you're totally right about that and I it's the kind of thing where like so many people like especially in the like Spike versus Angel conversation everybody's like well Spike is so problematic and like leaving aside the fact that Angel is equally if not more so problematic. Right. My issue always has been yeah that's his purpose at the beginning. His purpose is to be an evil, problematic villain. What you are not doing is like reading into like other behavior. And like, I'm allowed to enjoy a problematic character just because they're problematic. Like I'm allowed to think he's an interesting character. And so it's like, just because Dawn is annoying doesn't mean she's bad. And she also, like you said, is written to be annoying on purpose. So it's like the way that people talk about Dawn where they're like, God, Dawn sucks. She's so annoying. And I'm like, yeah, it's almost as if that was the whole point. Yeah. And it's like, you are allowed to think she's an annoying character, but I don't think, I think it's disingenuous to be like, she just fully sucks like wall to wall. Right. End of story. And I'm like, no, she serves the purpose she was intended for. And while yes, she is annoying, I do also think there's more to her than that. Not even including all of the stuff that we're going to find out in season five. I think there's more to her anyway. And it's like, it's not as if she's an annoying character that was accidentally annoying. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like where we've talked like Kate, on Angel, mm-hmm. I think that's an accident. I don't yeah. think she's supposed. She wasn't meant, yeah. Yeah, I don't think she's supposed to read the way I read her, and it's j- and I don't think it's any fault of the actress or anything. But you're totally right. That just like that really gets my goat when people are like, "Dawn just sucks and she's so annoying," and I'm like, "She's 14. Like, do you <laughs> think you were rainbows and sunshine when you were 14? I can guarantee you, you weren't." <laughs> Her sister is like a goddess yeah. in her eyes. Like, so of it's course, like, she's like, ugh. There's all kinds of like, um, they you act know, like insecurities the and spy stuff. just like stumbled onto the set and yeah, started fucking no. shit up. I'm like, this was none of no. this was an accident. Like, yeah. this is all part of the story. Also, it's like they, I have like slight issues with Buffy and Joyce's characterizations in this episode, and it can be hand waved with like, well, they're acting differently because you know 
Don is new, like in a, in a sense, like even before we like find out what's going on. But I do have kind of issues because they're both very like intractable about their behaviors where like Joyce is like, I don't care what's going on. You need to take your sister. And she's like, this is like Slayer stuff. Like, what the hell? And then immediately, once they find Mr. Bogarty's dead body, Joyce is like, I can't believe you brought your sister to a murder scene. And yeah. I'm just like, Buffy is you like, may- <laughs> you told me to do this. And I like didn't purposefully take her there. It just right. happened. And like she yeah. was there because you made me take her on a Slayer errand. And, right. and then it's like Buffy's so mad at Dawn, like, later in the episode she's like so mad about something that kind of happened in the heat of the moment like you know obviously dawn knows not to invite vampires into the house like her and joyce they know that but like one week ago joyce did it and in this episode dawn does it and it's like she's too mad for something that like is an accident yeah i I, a fixable accident too because we know they know how to disinvite people they know how to do it yeah um i so part of it i mean we can just get to it i guess but Part of it is like for me, Buffy is Buffy's anger is because even though she has all these memories, like having to deal with it, like you said, yeah. is brand new to her. And I think at a subconscious level, like she even said, she's like, I know it's always been this way. She's the baby. But for some reason lately, it's just really getting to me which i totally identified with and and it's something too where it's like someone who annoyed you who is toxic or whatever you can easily fall back into working with them because you remember it was awful right but then the moment you start working with them again you're like fuck why did i agree this to this so I, bad yeah <laughs> and so she the memories don't necessarily play into so yeah. like it's it happening live is the first time that she's actually feeling these feeling. feelings like she's not remembering all the bad shit that's an interesting point that i didn't like really fully think about i guess where it's like ah god i feel i feel like i can't talk about this without spoiling the whole thing but it's like (laughs) you're right it's like she's remembering the echo of a memory yeah but like experiencing in a real time is a lot more intense and also i think i said it the last episode we recorded um the way that buffy phrases her sentence at the end of buffy versus dracula is what are you doing here not yeah. what are you doing in here, like my my room. What are you doing in my room? It's what are you doing right. here. So we can believe that she's been living with Hank. Right. That like Hank kept Dawn and like yeah. all of a sudden she's here, which I find really fascinating, especially given what we know is coming. Um, but yeah, I don't. So that also explains like why Buffy's emotions are so heightened in this moment, because it's as if Dawn is like just returned from being somewhere else. Right, yeah. I, I like it. Like, it's very interesting. Yeah. If if where I was thinking about a lot cuz she was just like she was berating her the most. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, so Giles uh, basically Don interrupts. Giles is annoyed with Don as well. Mm-hmm. Um and then we go to Don's narration in the diary. No one understands. No one has an older sister who's a slayer. And basically establishes she knows about Buffy being the mm-hmm. Slayer. So we don't have that question. I'm glad that they didn't do that. that oh, they didn't God, do the whole imagine. she has to hide it from Dawn. I'm like, oh, can we not? Um, I love the morning routine thing between yeah. Joyce, Dawn, and Buffy. And just like the bowl and the milk. And Buffy's like, God, fucking. It's very funny. Because <laughs> that's Although... another thing where it's like she's not used to having this issue. Even yeah. if she, rem- even if, you know, she, we, they were playing it like Dawn's been living there this whole time. Yeah. Like she's not physically used to this 
issue and now it's like here the other thing too which I, I only ever noticed like well, well after the fact. And this also could be like, you know, the longer it went on, Sarah Michelle Geller got paid more money, not enough money. I'm I've been coming to find out with like yeah. new stuff coming out, which is disgusting, but she was getting paid more money. And so I think there's like a point where you start maybe taking like a little better care of yourself, but there comes a point in season six where she's very thin and there's like a lot of moments that you can point to over the series where like food is weirdly handled for her because really? I think, oh yeah. Well, it's like part of the stuff with, um, with faith where she was like, don't you just like want to like eat and fuck like after you slay or whatever. And she's like, well, sometimes I crave a non-fat yogurt and it's like, no, you don't like, that's no, not don't. a craving that you have. And so <laughs> you might eat, crave a it. You might eat yogurt. it, but like craving. No. <laughs> and so there's also, she's also ruled a lot by her emotions with food where like when she's upset, she like pushes food away from her. We see it like a handful of times, especially with the Parker stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know if it was ever on purpose, except for that. I know Marty Noxon, um, is recovering from an eating disorder. And so I always wondered if that was like sort of on purpose because she ends up not eating breakfast because Dawn has taken the milk and I think she just has coffee. And it's kind of like a pattern that you sort of have to look for, but she doesn't like eat. Like there's not a lot of specific Buffy eating stuff and there's always emotion tied to it. And it does start, like I said, much sooner, but like a lot of season five and then into season six, there's like, I can maybe it's because I'm a woman, too, but I can like see it. I'll have to keep an eye out for that. I never noticed that. It's especially because like I a couple of years ago, I never finished it, but I started watching Killing Eve. And one of the things that I liked the most about it is that both Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer were like always eating in like every scene. One of them was eating. And I was like, I love this. Like, I got to get back in. I watched like yeah. the first episode of that and Stacy had to stop because she stopped after too uh, much murder. She, it was it was the watching the life leave the body of the I guy see. she killed. Yeah, and she I was see. like, I can't watch yeah, this. I was like, fine. all right. So now I just keep trying to find time to watch. Yeah. it. <laughs> but I just I think that there's so often it's a it's a weird thing, especially with women in media, where it's like one of the things I remember is Kate Hudson from How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. And she like goes to frickin town on like a bacon cheeseburger or whatever. But like Kate Hudson does not eat bacon cheeseburger. You know what I mean? No. Kate Hudson. Maybe <laughs> she now spit that she out does. After the tape. Yeah, maybe now she does. But Kate Hudson in like the year 2002 was not eating bacon cheeseburgers. Like that's just not something that was occurring. And so there's always like it's like very the cool girl monologue kind of thing where it's like you have to look you have to like eat all of this food but you have to look like you don't and so it's like that's another thing with killing eve where it's like sandra o and jody comer are both like look like women you know like mm-hmm. strong women and while buffy is strong there was like a whole wb cw early 2000s thing where it's like she had to be tiny oh yeah still and so it's like there's so much internalized in it for me where i'm like Dawn, if you don't let Buffy eat a bowl of cereal, <laughs> I'm going to kill, kill you. you. So it's just, it's something that I notice, especially now that I'm older and, you know, more I'll, things let women eat on screen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to watch for that. Um, And then Joyce wants Buffy to take Dawn to get school supplies. Riley shows up. Good morning, Miss Summers. You look great. Ugh. Maybe I'm... I'm not even... <laughs> Uh, him complimenting Joyce aside, when he makes the joke, I'm here to violate your firstborn, never goes over with parents. Yuck. I, ew. 
here's the thing, too. When I watched this, he said, hey, Mrs. Summers, you look great. And I'm like, first of all, why? And then Buffy was like, question him on it was like, you look great. And he was like, it's a nice outfit. Stop looking at her outfit. Like, just stop looking at your girlfriend's mom. And then he says the Violet, your firstborn line. And I was like, there is something in between hitting on your girlfriend's mom and saying, I'm here to fuck your daughter. (laughs) There is, there is a way middle ground. Also, why, why was violate your firstborn? Like the wording you chose for that. It's so gross. So gross. Cause I'm also like, Hey, Mrs. Summers, nice to see you. Is that yeah. not sufficient? That feels yeah. sufficient. It's yeah, just what is wrong with you, Riley? I mean, so many things are wrong with you, Riley, but <laughs> um and then Don really doesn't like Riley. Uh, mo- I think mostly because he calls her kid and treats her like a kid. Like Yeah, she it's almost want- like he should be taking social cues and stop calling her that. Hey kid. I'm not a kid. Um and then Buffy and Giles in the convertible. I love that. Well, first of all, Buffy blows Riley off. Well, oh yeah, she tells him she has she, to take Dawn to the. She thing. forgot they had plans. Yeah. And then she, he, so and she, she's like, "You don't hate me, do you?" <sighs> I hate that so much because why should that even be crossing her mind? It shouldn't be crossing her mind that her boyfriend might hate her. And he is so condescending. He's like, no, I love that you have this like new mission or whatever. And I just like everything out of his mouth. I want to punch him. Yeah. I hate him. <laughs> He's the worst. He's just terrible. Just awful. Like from now, I've I've said it like the last six episodes he's been in, but it's just like there's nothing else redeeming about him going forward. Yeah, I can't even. It was funny. I, I don't even know if I wrote it down in my notes. There was a line he said in this where it was fine. But it was so shrouded in the rest of the episode and who yeah. he's been so far. So I was like, ugh, just yeah. stop talking. Don't no. even try to make me like you. Um, and then Giles is regretting his car until he sees Willow and Tara, which is his. He's like, oh, I haven't seen it. my car. <laughs> I love the whole thing that he like, he hates that it's an automatic and it's like he was seduced by how like red it was and stuff. Yeah. And it's very funny. <laughs> very funny, Giles. Uh, Buffy's hysterical in that scene too. Um, and then they see Willow. Dawn loves Willow, which of course, because Willow's great. With the whole new training schedule, I kind of had to drop class. That's understandable. Your Slayer studies are way more important. So I won't be taking drama with you. What? You have to, you promised. Well, I know, but Giles said that it just was the hell with Giles. I can hear you, Willow. Giles is like, I can hear you. Hello? Oh, did you ever watch? Do you watch? You watch Community, right? Yeah. There's that uh, Law and Order episode. My wife and I watch oh it God. all the time. Where yeah. there, Shirley is talking to Troy and Abed behind uh, an aquarium, and Starburns uh-huh. is like, "I can both see and, and hear, hear you." you. <laughs> yeah. I was just watching that again. Actually, I love that. So the good. whole show. I love the whole that episode. The whole show. It's so funny. It's I actually good. only last year did I finish it for, oh, really? the, for the first time ever, and. Season six is hilarious. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Like, I was like, yeah, okay, Yahoo original community, but it's yeah, pretty funny. No, Paget Brewster brought Oh, a my whole, God, totally. So, my God. She's I so, love and Padgett I love Brewster. her thing at the end. She's just like, can I just say as a humble outsider who came in and totally nailed it? I'm like, you did. <laughs> you really did. You really, really did. <laughs> you really did. Um, And then they go into the magic shop. They walk in and find Mr. Bogarty dead. Mr. Bogarty dead. Mm-hmm. Um. And this is the beginning to the new viewers. This is, yep. you know, their home base from here on until seven. They don't 
have it in seven. I love the magic shop. I love the magic shop. They don't not have the magic shop in seven. I think yeah, I think it's there, but they don't. Yeah, yeah. they don't focus on it at all. Um, And then Buffy makes Don wait outside. The homeless man accosts her, which is a part of the big narrative. Um, That's another one of those. I always kind of look back on this because we talked about it in season four. They established the initiative in the first episode subtly, mm-hmm. um, but season three didn't really uh, establish the mayor in episode one, and season two didn't establish the Spike Spike and Drew until episode um, three. Until episode three, season one did introduce the mayor or the, the uh, master, but it also like it also did wasn't the whole season wasn't about yeah. the, it was like the premiere and the finale was about the master essentially. It's so also this, a short I, season. Exactly. I always just I bring those up just and I always remember season five being the first time where when I was watching it live, I was like, oh, man, like once I realized what the story was, I was like, oh, shit, they started this in episode one. This is like, well, episode two, technically, but yeah, I mean, Dawn appeared in episode one. So, um, but yeah, Uh, but yeah, it's interesting. So the homeless man accosts Don. He says Kurds and Way. Mm-hmm. I know you. Kurds and Way. Which relates to Little Miss Muffet that Faith said in season three. Miles to go. Little Miss Muffet counting down from 730. Which is very interesting and cool. Super duper interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Tara comforts Don. I love this. I love that Tara's like, I, I hate that she says she calls them not non-Scooby. She calls herself non-Scooby, yeah. but she's kind of going through her own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, I like that she comforts Dawn and th- plays Thumb War with her. That's really cute yeah. and sweet. And also, backtrack a little bit, Dawn says, I can't remember if they ever, Dawn says like, this is Willow's <laughs> friend in her narration. Oh, yeah. Um, like Tara's Willow's friend. And I was like, but she knows I know she knows later on. She does know later on. I think Joyce might be a tad homophobic. Yeah, she's like, oh, that's just her friend. They do witch things together. So they, well, there's two things. The first one is like in the Dracula one, Joyce makes, I don't, I'm not sure Joyce actually, well, I don't think she knew in Dracula, Buffy versus Dracula, but I think she knows now. I don't know. It's very confusing because in Buffy versus Dracula, she's like, sometimes I just want to be done with men. And then she looks at them. She says, you girls will understand one day. So it seems like she doesn't know. But in this episode, Dawn says, I told mom one time, I wish they teach me some of the things they do together. And then she got really quiet and made me go upstairs. I guess her generation isn't cool with witchcraft. Yeah. And so it's I'm like, like oh, so, no. So she does know, and now you've made Joyce slightly homophobic? I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, like, I don't like that at all. I think I think it's an, an unfortunate, like, luckily they don't explore that with yeah. Joyce, and she's never she never says anything. She, like, never says anything. This right. was Dawn's read of her. Um, and it was also Dawn's memory read of her. right. Um, oh, so, you know, <laughs> I just really fucking can't talk about it because everything's a spoiler. <laughs> our, a re- our listeners are like, just fucking spoiler. There's a religious aspect to this that could explain that away. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> They're like, in that part? No, no, thank no, no. you. No, 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 no. thank you. Um, but uh, so that's that's something uh, that I was thinking about where it. Joyce doesn't 
say anything ever again. And I think they probably just, I think it was mostly just of the times. Yeah. They were like, oh, this is the way most parents handle it. And this is the way most parents handle it in TV. And let's just do that. But then they luckily didn't like dive into it because you don't want to be grossed out with Joyce being an Uh, asshole. For sure. Yeah. Um, being a homophobic asshole. Um, <laughs> to be to be super clear, uh, she says, "Oh yeah." So Giles sees the value in the magic shop. It's hysterical because Buffy and Willow are actually trying to like make a plan and like solve stuff, and Giles is like, He's "Good all, lord, the profit margins." Yeah. <laughs> He's all, "Yes, yes, someone killed by a vampire. We see it every day." Anyway, yeah. <laughs> and then I love the hard cut of like, who would steal a ceramic unicorn, unicorn and it's harmony. Love it. She looks. She's she's looking amazing. She is girl bossing yeah, way too is, close to the sun. Yeah. She's she doing amazing. It up. I love it. And also we have Andrew for our yeah. new listeners. Andrew will the actor who's playing. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Tom Lank. No, not Tom Lank, but I, Tom oh, Lank's um, the actor. But what's the Cyrus? Maybe? Cyrus, I think so. Yeah. yeah. The actor who plays him will be a main character in seasons six and seven. I can't um, wait. Yeah, he's great. And it's interesting because he's at least in vamp phase because it's happened before too where Luke played the judge. Yeah. And it, and it works because they're not they're in demon shape. So right. like you can do things. It would be a lot harder if it was like a human. Like if he was Andrew and he unvamped, you'd be like, "Wait, but he was a, Hang he on. got killed." Yeah. What? <laughs> you can only really tell because of his voice because he's like yeah. kind of the same personality which I like, but yeah, yeah. it's pretty funny. It's a leather jacket. Um yeah, I love it. <clears throat> and then Joyce has to be at work and Buffy can't watch Dawn. So, oh, uh, I love I love that Dawn is like listening in and she's like, I can I can watch myself, leave yeah. me alone, blah, 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 blah. And then as soon as Buffy mentions Xander, she like runs into the room. She's like, yeah. uh That's yes. okay. Okay. That's okay. I'll do it. And she gets dressed and like fixes her she hair. She puts and- on a dress, like a little <laughs> dress and a cardigan, and I'm like pretty certain I had almost that exact outfit when I was her age. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, so yeah, she's like very into Xander. Um, and it's, it's what I love is Xander sees her as a little sister, um, but not in a condescending way. Like Xander actually shines a lot in the way he treats Dawn. He does. Yeah, I agree. And, and I don't know if he notices that, that she sees him like that and he chooses to ignore it or if he's just like completely oblivious to it because that wouldn't even be on his radar. Yeah. Um, um, I actually sort of like a mix of both. Like maybe he kind of knows, but yeah. he's like, it's just a little girl crush. Like it's not a thing. And like, obviously he, kn- she knows that he's with Anya and everything, right. but and um, yeah. considerably older than her. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I do think it's sweet. I, I think it gets less sweet when they get into a relationship in the comics, but that's, <laughs> that's for later. <laughs> I like I I like where they end up. It I is, do too. I'm it, not it like opposed, weird. but it yeah. is weird at first. I remember when I was first reading season eight, and I was like, um, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> I was very not. But then I think they were also vague on like how much time had passed. Yeah, um, I was. I'm you're. I'm willing to read Donna's in her twenties in yeah. the comics, which is fine. Yeah, she's and she definitely doesn't read like a kid. When, no, when for sure reading, not. So, um. And then, and she hates Anya, which is 
It's it's like obviously because Anya's with Xander, but yeah. it's also like oh, but Anya's great. <laughs> I think love it, Anya. yeah. I think what's interesting about it though is like I think part of it is definitely because Anya's dating Xander, but I think part of it also is that like because Dawn is still so young, she doesn't understand the context of Anya either. So yeah. it's like hard for her to to like interpret why Anya is so strange. Yeah, which I like. That yeah, as that well. makes sense. Yeah. And also, Anya's very condescending to Dawn. Yeah. Um, I love them playing the game of life. Oh, my God. It's so good. Crap. Look at this. Now I'm burdened with a husband and several tiny pink children. More cash than I can reasonably manage. That means you're winning. Really? Yes. Cash equals good. Oh, I'm so pleased. Can I trade in the children for more cash? <laughs> and they look at her like, what? <laughs> Um, she, Tara and Willow, so Tara is explaining to Will, like, um, that it sucks, that it kind of sucks to be an outsider, basically. Um, and Willow's, like, trying to reassure her. Um, well, one thing, there's two things that I love in this. One, which is super funny, which I'll just say now, is Willow saying, It's Giles! It's because he's British and doesn't understand about stuff. I (laughs) laugh so hard. Yeah. It's so funny. And then the other thing I love is Tara is like super confident in what mm-hmm. she's saying. Like this isn't stuttery Tara like saying. And again, for clarification, we're not harping on people having stutters. It's just I'm saying this is not the yeah. low confidence Tara that was in season four saying like, oh, I don't feel like I fit in. She's very yeah. confidently telling Willow like, well, no, I just see what the situation is. I think and it's also... Um, I totally agree with you. And I think it's also the reason that she's not like doing the stutter in this scene is because she's only with Willow and she is right. comfortable and confident with Willow. The stutter doesn't really stick around. She gets it a couple times in like stressful situations again. And again, like you said, it's not that I'm against a character having a stutter. It's that I don't it's not performed correctly, which I also yes. don't think is Amber Benson's fault. It's just. Yeah hard to do yeah. something like that realistically and so i like it when they mostly take it away oh, from her yeah. like i I don't think it's appropriate yeah stutters um i think we've talked about it before stutters are very they don't obviously all sound the same but yeah you can tell when a stutter is legit and when someone's pretending to do a stutter a lot more than an accent for some reason like yeah. i could you know i could listen to a billion accents and i'm like sure that all sounds yeah fine. whatever i, 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 I believe it <laughs> people pe- people will be like ripping shit apart and they're just like that doesn't sound british that doesn't sound from south africa that doesn't sound like it's from baltimore and i'm like I- i'm from baltimore i'm like i don't know that sounds fine like i don't <laughs> I've, but when someone fake stutters, I'm just yeah. like, that sounds like you're making fun of it, Yeah, it doesn't sound right. Also, do you know yeah. how I can tell you're from Baltimore? Wow. Because you don't pronounce the T, you pronounce it like a D. <laughs> My wife says, I, I say Voldemort. <laughs> Amazing. She's like, you're from Voldemort, Maryland. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, anyway, Tara is basically saying that. Uh, to Willow and they hug and embrace and it's really sweet. Uh, Buffy rants to Riley um, and he brings, oh, this is the thing. He brings up that she's on Dawn's case a lot. You seem really tense. Yeah, there's a new vampire gang in town. I mean domestically tense. You're on Dawn's case a lot. That was the yeah. line where I was just like, yeah, he's he's not wrong. He's not Buffy, wrong. Buffy is like 
going hard on Dawn where I'm just like, fucking, all right, I get it. She's annoying, but like, yeah, you but know I'm what, also though? just like, shut up, Riley. Yeah, you, exactly. <laughs> you know what? He, he's not wrong, but Buffy deserves the chance to rant. And also, this is not your business. Yeah. Get, get out of this family. Yeah. I Oh, and the, the other thing that was, uh, that I not necessarily liked, but that I thought was interesting was he said... It was this. It was the blocking of the this thing where she was ranting, and he was like, "You seem very," and she like distracts him. She goes, "What was that?" Oh, it was it was nothing. He goes tense, and she was like, "No, it was a trash can." And he's like, "No, I was finishing my sentence before yeah. you fake interrupted us of over absolutely not." Like he, I thought it was interesting how it was like, "I see that you don't want to talk about this." Being sure, tense. but then on the other side, I'm just like, "Then take the fucking hand, exactly. And don't talk about it and let her rant." Yeah. I agree. Um, and then, and then, yeah, I wrote my note here, which we talked about already. Like Buffy's memories are there, but this is like her first time physically experiencing this annoyance. Um, Anya, Xander, and Dawn. Anya's winning. We talked about that. Can I trade in the children for more cash? <laughs> um, and then a rocket's thrown through the window. It says Slayer, come out and die, which is adorable. So funny. <laughs> I love that. That's Harmony's. Like ah. It's so funny to me, especially especially from Harmony, because like lots of people come to Sunnydale to try to kill Buffy and that's fine. But like Harmony has direct firsthand knowledge about how this doesn't work. Like she was there on graduation day. She's been there. She was there all high school, even though she like didn't know what was going on potentially the whole time. And then she was also like dating Spike, which she says we used to go steady in this episode, which I think is so funny. Um, So it's just like she's witnessed so many people who are more competent than her totally lose against Buffy. And it's like, I don't think Harmony is as stupid as she often comes across, especially from this point forward. So it's like she has to know she's not really a match for Buffy. So it, it does read a little disingenuous that she's trying to go up against her and like kill her. Yeah. Because she also, it feels like sh- that's just what she thinks she should do. Yeah. Not like she really wants to, but she's like, if I'm a vampire and I'm going to like be a vampire and like make a name for myself, I need to kill the Slayer. That's obviously right. what needs to happen, which I do also think she got from Spike. Yeah. yeah. Later when yeah. Spike's like, you want to get your own idea. I think legitimately she was with him for so long and yeah. as annoyed as she was about him obsessing over Buffy, mm-hmm. it was like this, like, oh, well, you're a more experienced vampire. Yeah. And this is what you were focused on. So that's what I should be focused on. Because also, like... And she he also had, had vampires working for him. Like, she took yeah. that, too. Like She and Buffy weren't, like, friends in high school, but they no. also didn't, like, fully hate each other. It was very the same as her relationship with Cordelia. And so I, I always have been like, this feels weird for Harmony yeah. to just have decided on, like, a whim. <laughs> yeah. It's great though, but you're right. I don't think she's as stupid as as even the show makes her. Because like her in season five of Angel, oh my god, and then, so good. And then obviously in the comics, like she has smarts in certain yeah. areas, and she when she applies herself in those areas, she really excels. Mm-hmm. It's just when she's trying to do what someone else's role is, that's where she stumbles. Yeah. Um, and then Z- so Xander comes to the door and he mocks her a bunch. It is funny how how very, very insecure Xander is because like he's like so confident. Yeah. And then he pokes fun at the one dude who Brad or what's his name? Yeah. Um, Brad. 
being her minion. Is that Brad Koenig? Huh? Hey Brad, who'd have thought when you're beating up kids in gym class, you'd end up Harmony's lapdog? And he just says, screw you, Xander. And Xander gets the most hurt look on his face. I'm like, he didn't even like <laughs> make fun of you. Like, you. <laughs> <laughs> what are you upset about? And then like everything and then Harmony gets right under his skin so yeah. easily. And I was like, oh, Xander, come on. Well, let's, they let's did work have that this. bitchy slap fight in yeah. season four. I Where would still he, be embarrassed about that. Very embarrassed. <laughs> um, with his shred of dignity. Uh, I do, I also love, so Dawn basically says, come on in here and accidentally yeah. invites Harmony in. I love Anya's panic. Oh yeah? Come inside and say that. Xander will Dawn, no! Like, mm -hmm. I love when she's like, Dawn, no! Like, she's legit scared. Well, um, especially because of the next episode is the replacement where she has like a whole mortality crisis and yeah. it's like based on what happens in this episode, which I think is really fascinating. And I really wish that the show remembered more often that Anya was a character on it because <laughs> that would be super interesting to focus on. It's like they just have her in their pocket and they're like, we need a joke. All right, we'll put Anya in the scene and she'll say yeah. a joke. And it's like, no, but... I it's want like, a whole episode, not a whole episode a, yeah. of her killing people. I want more than that. She's a full character. And also the thing that annoys me about the next episode is that she has this crisis, but it's only in service of Xander. It's not in service of her own character. It's just yeah. about Xander. And that's very annoying to me. It's all, it's always about Xander yeah. in, in Anya's stories. It's very irritating. Um and then Buffy and Riley are laughing about the minions. This is another Buffy, so Sarah bad. Michelle Gellar having the laugh. Um, I I feel bad for Sarah Michelle Gellar in in that in like those instances where she has to like laugh and it's not very realistic because oh, yeah. I mean you know we now we know that she hates it but like she's she's also bad at it. Yeah, and and <laughs> it goes good. on for so long. This is one of those things where I'd be like, can we can we write this differently? Like, it's also like not that funny that Harmony has minions. Yeah, I'm like, oh well, that's stupid. Like I wouldn't yeah. laugh that hard. Um, Anyone can have minions. Also, Harmony is the least funny. Like Harmony was a leader of people yeah. in high school. Harmony and, like, already had minions. <laughs> right. She. I don't understand the... And then to your point, what you mentioned earlier, Riley, I think, for me, I think Riley is performing really... I think Mark Blucas is performing his laugh really well because I, sure. think, I think what he's doing is he has no idea who Harmony is, but he also wants to feel like still connected to Buffy yeah. so he's like providing this support he thinks he needs he's like well yeah I'm, <laughs> yeah it's super funny like I, I think he know. does but it is weird because as he was laughing I was like you don't even know who Harmony is yeah Why what the hell just like just wait for her to finish it's, it's so he's, silly he performs the awkward laugh really well but it's like let's just I think the whole scene is just like let's get past this yeah for sure let's get to Buffy being pissed off at dawn <laughs> absolutely um, and then she is very pissed off at Dawn. Spike takes on Harmony's gang. Spikey. I mean, Spike. <laughs> <laughs> this is the scene, too, where she says, we we used to go steady. Yeah. She's, <laughs> like, so silly and cute in high school. Yeah. And then uh, Spike calls her out for copying him. And then he guesses her plan, walks away, and she's like, guys, new plan, which yeah. is hysterical. <laughs> Just straight up rips it off. Um, Xander and Buffy and uh, Anya. Was it Xander? No, Xander, Buffy, and Riley yeah. talk about... Uh, 
talk about Dawn. They're doing the trope. I mean, it's not fully the trope because Buffy still doesn't say anything nice about Dawn after she's really mean. Sure. Um, and Dawn runs away, but they do do the trope of her like listening into someone saying bad things. Just about don't you. eavesdrop. Yeah, it's, just don't listen. If you don't want to hear bad things good. about you, yeah, just don't just don't eavesdrop. Um, Xander defends Dawn. He's like, she, like you said, she made a simple mistake. Yeah. Joyce made the same mistake. And and she's like, and this is where I think it's partly what we discussed where it's like Buffy's first physical, uh, visceral reaction to these sure. annoyed and angry feelings of going from single or, or uh, not single. Um, only child. Only child. Thank you. To sibling. Um, but I think it's also, I think it's also an element of she and I don't, and I, I say this in saying, like, I don't think Buffy's right in this feeling, but it is, in my opinion, the natural feeling that she's going through, which is that it's not fair she had to accept all of this and learn right. it at a young age. And she's expecting Dawn to have to go through that too. And it's like, no, you shouldn't. You listen to, like, at this moment, listen to Riley and Xander because they're mm -hmm. saying, like, she, you should be wanting to provide a safe and not worry about anything right. life for your younger sister. And she's not, she's not about that at all. She's like, she, I just want her to be safe. I'm like, no, you want her to go through what you went through. Exactly. And you're it's being bitter about it. It reads very like the people who were like, well, I already paid off my student loans. So it's not 100%. fair that other people are getting theirs forgiven. Yeah. And I'm that's like, where it rubs me wrong. I'm like, it's maybe not fair, but like just because you had to do something hard doesn't mean that literally everybody else in the world needs to do that hard thing as hard as it was for you. Absolutely. And so I think it's very that's part of the reason that I actually love Dawn is because she ends up being kind of like just an emotional and familial foil for Buffy, where mm. Buffy has to come to terms with a lot of things about herself and her upbringing. And like, yeah, she was barely older than Dawn when she started fighting vampires. But it's like, because it's not Dawn's calling, she doesn't have like the same, it, it doesn't take up the same amount of space and responsibility in her brain that it does for Buffy. So she's more liable to say something by accident, like inviting a vampire into the house, you know, stuff like that. And so I find it to be a really fascinating dynamic between the two of them, especially as it goes forward. And we, we like live in their relationship a little bit more. Absolutely. And then especially <laughs> towards the end of this season. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I really adore watching them grow as sisters yeah. mm -hmm. and still having sibling rivalry. Yeah. Throughout, for sure. of Cause course. that always, I still fight with my brother at yeah. 40. Um, I'm an only child. <laughs> you're like, I don't know what that's like. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that was just that's a great example that you brought up. Where it's like, but I paid off my student loans. It's like, okay, but let's. And you know, it'd be great if everybody else didn't have to. Like, yeah, it's like I think anybody with a boomer parent can relate because yeah. it's like so many of our parents are like, well. I was miserable for, you know, because so many of our parents are like retired now too, or getting close to it. And it's like, well, I was miserable for my entire working career. So like, you just need to suck it up. And it's like literal words I received from my dad, by the way. Oh my God. And I'm just like, I don't think I should have to be miserable and sacrifice every ounce of joy like you did when I was right. like that doesn't sound fun to me so I'm gonna take a pass on that and I just what don't a, think that that should be a requirement what a miserable experience to like want everybody after you to just be miserable 
and angry all the well, time. It's like, it's like why do we not want society to be better? It's such a mentality of like, that's just the way it is. And I'm like, I just don't think it has to be. I yeah. think that's not accurate. It like, it just doesn't be. have to be that way. So, um, and then so, yeah, I agree. <laughs> and then so <laughs> Dawn runs outside, <clears throat> gets kidnapped. Anya tries to stop her, gets knocked out. Like, immediately kidnapped. Like, the vampires are still right outside. <laughs> yeah, she's like, what are you doing? And Dawn's wrestling with Anya, and then... And Anya's trying to so- save her, um, and she gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. I love that. So, the vampires are like, uh, can we eat her? And Harmony's yeah. like, no. And she explains the plan. Like, we're going to lure her here, jump her, and kill her. And they're like, so then she doesn't need to be alive. And I love that the plot armor on Dawn is just mm-hmm. that Harmony is either stubborn or stupid like harmony won't won't deviate from this plan because she's like i have a plan and we need to do the plan even though like they're right they could just kill don and then kill Mm -hmm. buffy (laughs) but i think what's interesting is that what what it says to me about harmony is that she has an innate sense of fairness where like she's she's not willing to lie so she's like well, Buffy has to believe her sister is here. Otherwise, like, you know, so right. it would be disingenuous of me to eat her because then I've lied in my note that says, like, come get your sister. Yeah. I just think that's so funny. Yeah. And it, it's such an interesting character beat for Harmony because I don't yeah. necessarily think it is stupid. No. I just think it's like, it's why she can't be a true villain. A super villain, yeah. Because she's too fair. She ha- And I think it, it actually crosses over to Spike as well because he has this internal moral code, which is not the same morality that we as humans have, but he has an internal moral code that he will not deviate from. He is incapable of actually being a, an actual villain. And right. I think that goes for, it, it obviously goes harder for Harmony because she's not, she has she's haven't hasn't even had a full year of being a vampire. <laughs> but besides that, I think I think that's really fascinating about both of them. Yeah. Um no, She's I, like I she can... just is like it wouldn't be fair if I lied and we ate her and then it's just like like I just think yeah. it wouldn't even occur to her to to yeah. lie. It's it's that whole element of like the humanity nature in some vampires yeah. um which is really interesting and on, I honestly wish they did more of it, but you know, the creators of the show, the creator of the show, yeah. very, uh, very much wanted it to be black and white and fought and all that. I don't even want to talk about them. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Buffy kicks in Spike's crypt and beats the shit out of him. Little does she I know mean, that she this punches is... him in the nose like three times. It's foreplay. <laughs> it is foreplay. Uh, he tells her where Harmony is. Um, Harm's gang is going to kill her and eat Dawn. Mm-hmm. Buffy kills them all so fast. So fast. So immediate. So fast. <laughs> Except for the big guy who gets the drop on her. Yeah. Um, and then she kills him with a unicorn, which is hysterical. Also very funny. Yeah. Um, and then Buffy and Giles talk about buying the magic box. And then he admits that he watched Passions with Spike, which is amazing. <laughs> How bored were you last year? I watched Passions with Spike. Let us never speak of it. I, it's fantastic. I love it. I love that he has watched the Passions with both of Buffy's parental figures. I yeah. and she, well, he hasn't done it with Spike or with Joyce yet, but he's going yeah, to. He will, yeah. And I just think that's something that can be so personal to me. Yeah, I love it. 
I also love random side note. He watches Dawson's Creek, which is one of my. <laughs> it's so funny. Also, he, oh, he's Pacey. he's Team Pacey, which yeah. is the only correct. <laughs> That's the only way interpretation <laughs> of any part of that show. I don't want to talk to Team Dawson people. Come on. <laughs> no, I don't. I feel like the because we know that almost everybody listening to us is a Spike person. I don't think there is. A, a single overlap with Spike people and Dawson people. No. Those are two <laughs> opposite circles. And then yeah. the Venn diagram of Spike people and Pacey people is one perfect circle. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only way that it, that's the, that only, it that's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. We should do um, Dawson's Creek when we're done with this. Dawson sucks. Yeah. Dawson is <laughs> Dawson's just awful. Ugh. I feel like Dawson's Creek is going to be the same thing as it was for me watching the OC where I'm like, oh, I remember all of Dawson's all of Creek. And then I'll be like, who the hell are any of these? Like, I literally <laughs> only remember the tornado or whatever scene, the cheating, and that's about it. And then obviously the teacher and yeah. the, the, the triangle. But like, I know that there's so many seasons and I know yeah. I watched all of them, but I'm like, I don't remember anything. Well, it's not a tornado, it's a hurricane. A hurricane. There other you go. than that, you're good. <laughs> um... And then Don says, with Don ends the episode with, she still thinks I'm Little Miss Nobody. Boy, is she mm-hmm. in for a surprise. Which is just like a nothing cliffhanger because she doesn't know who she is. Well, I think she has ideas about who she wants to be. Right, but, yeah. That's but not, what... not the like crux of the season. Right. I think it's interesting because it, it's not a cheap cliffhanger of like, she said this thing and it doesn't pay off. It's like, no, she was just talking about like, she doesn't know yeah. what I'm capable of sure. because yeah. she sees me as a child. Um, but it leads the viewer to believe like, oh shit, she's put a spell on everybody. What's going yeah. on? <laughs> that's true. That actually um, is true. Which is which is interesting. Um, but yeah, that's this episode. That's real me. I like it. We did it. Yeah. It's not um, my favorite episode. I don't love it. Buffy episodes with voiceovers always feel kind of bonkers to me. Like especially story time is did you not like story well, time? Well, sure, no. I like that. I like um uh passion, but that's not really so much voiceover as it is like Oh yeah, sorry. It feels more like poetic or whatever. Yeah. But um maybe it's like the first person narrative of it that I don't love, but it's not my favorite. <laughs> I, the the, narra- the narration, but oh yeah, storyteller's fantastic. Yeah, storyteller's fantastic. Yeah, the but, narration yeah. is rough. I mean, it was necessary because it like I can't imagine them getting this information to us in like they would need a lot more scenes and a, yeah. they would need to make this like two episodes to make us fully understand that all these dynamics but like they get us they're like basically like give us a cliff's notes of like where Dawn sits with everybody just by using her narration 100% I, like, I think it's a very successful um like plot device yeah yeah it's just and I think maybe it's also goes back to my first point that it's like sort of on purpose because Dawn is only supposed to be 14. So obviously her diary entries are sort of dumb and, yeah. and stupid. Um, <laughs> it's just not my fully my vibe. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's some really great shit in season five that we're going to get yeah. to, though. I can't wait. Um, next week's episode is are in Angel. Are you now or have you ever been? That is one of my very favorite episodes of Angel yeah. of all time. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. think it's oh, really good. It's funny because it, it does exactly what we wanted in yeah. on Buffy and on Angel where we're mm-hmm. like, we want to see this world that they've lived in for hundreds of years. Yeah. We want to see their backstory and when you get a whole episode of it, it's so fucking good. It's fantastic. Um, all right, but that's it. Um, 
Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Trevor Carley. And I'm with my other show at So I'm Watching or my personal account at FiddleDD85. And as always, please do the things and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.